Blessed be God of Israel, who was and is and is to come. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you praise, we give you glory, for there is none like you. Your name is higher than any other name. We appreciate your greatness, we appreciate your goodness, for there is none like you, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the one that has given us the grace, the privilege, the ability to see this day. The Bible says, It is not by power, nor by my, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And for this, we are grateful, Lord, for the enablement, for the grace, for the ability that you supply day by day. Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus conquered the world. Hallelujah, Satan, you are in trouble. The Lord reigneth in my life. 
today. We thank you. Merry, merry, merry Sunday to each and every one of you, wherever you are joining us from, and to the ones that are going to watch this later. We say merry Sunday to you and your entire household. This is Pray the Word Ministries, a prayer center in the heart of a prayer center, you know, I forgot it. <laughs> in the heart of the community, a place where we pray the heart of, <laughs> of the Father. And our mandate is to see to spiritual growth and life advancement. In other words, we live our life by the Word of God, which is the spiritual growth filling our heart with the Word of God, living in accordance with the Word of God, and we will then see our life in the physical realm, in the very direction that God wanted to be. And if you want to be a partaker, the Lord bless you. You can join us every Sunday, every Thursday, and every other day when my wife comes up and pray for uh, pray, daily prayer for the children. And also, every other thing that we do, you can you can go to our our uh, what's it called now? See, I just keep forgetting all these names. Uh, social media. <laughs> you can go to our social media. That's the Anchor FM there. You can see that one there. And this is our Twitter page. You can also see that one. And if you don't do Twitter, you don't do Anchor. Anchor is just pure audio. Twitter, you know, the birds tweet. That's tweeting. And then our YouTube page, I believe, is where you are right now. And also, you can see that one also on your screen there. That's our YouTube page. Also on Facebook, I'm going to put that one there too. This is our Facebook page. You can connect with us on all these. Tell me you are laughing. Hmm. Think twice. You can connect with us on all these social media handles. And this is the Instagram. You can connect with us. Please, please connect with us if you, are, if you want to be a partaker. You see all what we do, both audio and video in all these social media handles. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, and cause his face to shine upon you. And that's also a reminder, a reminder to like the video, to subscribe, and also if you want to get notification, press the notification bell. Thank you for doing so. Father, we exalt your name we thank you because there is none like you blessed be god of israel who was and is and is to come your name prevail over the affairs of man your name is higher than any other name and at the mention of your name jehovah every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that christ jesus is lord to the glory of the father lord we thank you for the privilege of this day that we enjoy that you supply we do not take it for granted, Lord, even for the medium that we are able to use, which is this media that we are using right now for all the equipment and for the 
uh, men and brethren that are in their home to be able to be partakers. We do not take all of this for granted. We appreciate that this is your doing. For it is written, no man can receive anything except that which is given from above. And for this, Lord, we are grateful. Thank you, Father. Father, our desire today is that you speak your heart to us. And you, being the Father, you give us that receptive heart to receive your word, no matter how hard, how tough it is. Above all, our ears will be listening ears, our heart will be receptive, and our feet will have the strength to run in accordance in the word, in the very direction that you want us to go. Lord, we thank you because you are a God of credibility and your credibility is good enough for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And let the people of God say amen. Amen. Uh, as of the last time we were together here on this Digital Sunday Fellowship, we were looking at the book of First Timothy chapter 1, which is, we started from the beginning, but our official passage, which is verse 18, that talks about waging a good warfare as Christians. So we want to continue. Now, the Bible says we should wage a good warfare. How do I do this? What is a good warfare? As a Christian, a child of God, we have been called out. We have been called to be separated. If we quickly run into the Old Testament, you will see the example of Christ, sorry, example of God calling out his own children. A typical example, Abraham was called out from somewhere. Another typical example, Noah and the entire household was also called out from somewhere. Then when you go further, you will see that from Abraham, we see a whole nation being called out to represent God on the face of the earth, to show forth his glory, to present God's glory, greatness, power, like no others can. Because one thing about God is he wants to reveal himself to us as man. And man also being that man that we are since the fall, there is this rebellious spirit inside of us. But this is the beauty of God. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, while we were still in that rebel uh, garment, Christ still gave himself. While we were still running in that rebellious race, Christ gave himself up for us so that we can make a U-turn and we will become the caller. So we have been called out. Out of where? Out of this world. Out of a system that is rebellious. Out of a system that contradicts the way of life that God has established. I hope I make that so clear. If you are not clear, let me know. And for this, we have to fight. It's not a physical fight. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, we have uh, boxing, we have wrestling, 
we we see them on the ring that they wrestle with one another we see the boxers fighting one another boxing each other on uh, on the boxing ring if you see a boxer come on the ring that shows he's got an opponent if he doesn't have an opponent he can't just come to the ring and begin to box shadow no that's not how it is done because at the end of the day it's not going to be declared a winner so when the boxers comes to the ring one will be or the opponent one would be the champion that's how it is done or the vacancy of championship is is there is a vacancy for championship so they have to fight to be able to fill that position so the same way with wrestler the same way when world cup is coming out you're going to see footballers competing and there are rules and regulations there are code of conduct there are rules of engagement so for all of these that is put together in the world that we live in, we have the authentic that has been packaged by God the Father for us as children of the Most High. If you don't believe me, go into the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see how Christ described how we ought to live how we ought to present ourselves. Now, if you don't believe all of that, now look at the life of Peter, uh, James, John, uh, Paul, that they began to write to the brethren and the churches as of that time. And the beauty of all of this is they kept addressing issues, issues, issues. For example, Paul heard that some people were sleeping with their father's wife in the church. He said, even unbelievers, you don't hear this among them. Paul heard that some people, after uh, having the Lord's Supper, they get drunk. Paul wrote a letter to straighten and to address that, look, this is the calling, the highest calling a man can ever receive. But today, we are not going into uh, the letter to the churches. We are going to into the letters to individual. And when Paul was writing this letter, he addressed it to the son in the Lord by the name Timothy. So, and today, thank God that God can address us as individual. The same way God can address us collectively, he can also address us as individual. So, as of the last time we looked at the book of uh, Timothy chapter 1, and today I will be dwelling much on a New Living Translation so that we can have the, that understanding. So, let's go to the book of First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, and I will, well, I will put it on the screen. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. 1 Timothy 1.18 Your name is higher than any other. That's the book of 1 Timothy 1.18. And let's read it together. Three goals. It says, Timothy, my son, here are my instructions. Like I said, we have been called out. So we now live by different instruction, different code of conduct, different rules of engagement on the face of the earth. Here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. 
May the Lord help you fight well in the Lord's battle. Now, when you hear the Lord's battle, it's not because God cannot fight his own battle. One of the names that we see that is consistent about God from the Old Testament to the New Testament is that he is great in battle. He is the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord that is great in battle. So, it's not because God cannot fight his battle, but we are representing God on the face of the earth. We are the call-out one. We are the one with the mark of Christ, like Paul says. He says, let no man trouble me, for I carry the mark of Christ. We are the one that the world can see. The world cannot see God in, in, in person, but they can see us. And the fact that we carry the presence of God, we all also engage in a battle. A typical example, Jesus was on the face of the earth. You see him, if he's not battling the Pharisees and the Sadducees with words, he, 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 he was in the wilderness battling the forces of darkness, demons, devil. And after that, we see him even moving here and there in terms of healing, in terms of uh, preaching the word. And we see that there are places that they don't even want him. We see there are places they said, leave us. We don't want. And there was a notable, a, a, a notable miracle. And they said, look, we don't want you here. You will have thought, I will have thought that because of what they can see in terms of the miracle, they will embrace and say, sit down, teach us the heart of the Father. So that is the battle that the Word of God is talking about. It's not that we have to carry guns. It's not that we have to carry weapons of mass destruction or all sorts of ammunition and go into the field. The Bible already made it known to us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places. We wrestle against system. We wrestle against that thing that we were delivered from. When you look at the life of the children of Israel, you will see that they wrestle also that look, Moses, we are better off in Egypt. In other words, we want to go back to Egypt. So you see them fighting day by day and you see God saying, you know, I've delivered, I've given you deliverance from Egypt. You are not going back. And I pray for the grace to keep running forward, to keep going forward, never to go back for what from that which we have been delivered from in the name of Jesus. So let's read. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions. We're talking of waging a good warfare. So these are the instructions to go about waging a good warfare. It says, for Based on the prophetic spoken word about you earlier, may the Lord help you fight well in the Lord's battle. Can you see that? Now, let's read 19 together. So, the first thing is, cling to the faith in Christ. You want to fight the Lord's battle, cling to the faith in Christ. You want to wage a good warfare, cling to the faith in Christ. That would be for another day. How do I cling to the faith in Christ? But I believe that simplify how to go about the battle. It says cling to the faith, to your faith in Christ and keep your conscience clear. 
keep your conscience clear for some people now this is it this is it everybody let's read this together it says for some people have deliberately violated their conscience you see they deliberately violated their conscience as a result their faith has been shipwrecked i pray that your faith will not be shipwrecked in the name of jesus he says we should keep our conscience clear for some people have deliberately violated their conscience as a result their faith has been shipwrecked and we see names it says himenos and alexander are two examples what did paul says about them i threw them out and handed them over to satan so that they might learn not to blaspheme god now that's one way of waging a good warfare let's go further and you know i said about the rules of engagement, the, the do's and don'ts. Let's go to the book of First Timothy, sorry, Second Timothy. Let's go to Second Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to read verse 5. Second Timothy chapter 2. And I'm going to read verse 5. This is something that we all see on the face of the earth today. It's amazing that the things that God put together, the world is using it as a standard, and yet the world still wants to deny God and not acknowledge God. Let's read together verse 5. It says, An athlete cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. Now, when you look at the world of athletics, or any form of competition, there are rules of engagement. The same way as of the last time I made it known to us, there are rules of engagement when, it's, when we are also fighting a war on the face of the earth. There are rules of engagement. So, in the case of God, he says, athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rule. So, we see Paul now using what we call comparison, that if you are on the face of the earth as an athlete, you have to follow some rules and guidelines guidelines in order for you to be a partaker of the athletes and then go on to win the prize. As Christians, there are, there are rules of engagement because we also are looking forward to a prize. Eternity is the price. And apart from eternity is the price, the crown of righteousness for everyone is the ultimate price. The crown of what? Crown of righteousness. We're going to see it in the next 10 seconds. We're going to see it in the next 10 seconds. So let's read further. It says, an athlete cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. Unless they follow the rules. I like the word they. So this is also collective. As we see individual word in the book of 1 Timothy 1.18 to and uh, to one young person, we now see collectively to every child of God that as athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. So we have a calling to follow a certain rules, not the standard of this world, but the standard of the word of God. And I tell you, people of God, the hardest thing 
on the face of the earth is to be a Christian, to follow Christ. It's hard. But thank God for the grace. Thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the presence of the Most High that makes it easier. So, let's read. An athlete cannot win the prize. So, what prize is he really talking about? If I am to wage a good warfare, then he's talking about a prize. Who is going to hand over this prize? Who will be the one to judge in terms of the person that qualify for this prize? Let's go. We have 10 more seconds to go. Let's go to... Uh, da, 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 no, you know what? Let's quickly read one more verse here so that we know of the standard that we've been calling to. Let's read one more verse. Let's start from... Let's start from uh, verse 11, though we are going to verse 15. But let's start from verse 11 so that you know that the standard is different from any other standard that you can think about. From verse 11, it says, This is a trustworthy saying. Now, what you're about to hear is a trustworthy saying. It's legit. It's confirmed. There is no lies about it. It's authentic. Is the ultimate. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. These are the rules of engagement. Like I said, it is tough. You see, we want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Hear what the word of God is saying. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remain faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Verse 14. Remind everyone about these things. Did you hear that? Everyone will need a reminder about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting. Now, this is one thing about fighting or waging a good warfare. Once we've been told that, look, remember all this stuff. Now, what is the thing that we need to also remember? Remind everyone about these things and command them. So, remember and commandment. Don't forget, we are looking at the instructions. How do I fight? How do I wage a good warfare? And command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Did you hear that? To stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. Many of us want to win souls, but we engage in argument. The Bible says such arguments are useless. Please, I'm not saying that you cannot speak to somebody, but I'm saying, ah, when it comes, we know what an argument is. Okay? I pray that God will give us discerning spirit. Such arguments are useless, and they can ruin those who hear them. Verse 15. In the journey of faith, this is what God is also asking us. In terms of waging a good warfare, work hard so that you can present yourself to God 
and receive his approval. Hello? Work hard. So laziness is not allowed. Work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker. One who does not need to be ashamed. Did you hear that? Be a good worker, whether in your uh, spiritual world or in your physical world. Be a good worker. It did not say only when you are in the church. Be a good worker. So, who does not need to be ashamed? And who, in every way, shape, or form, who correctly explain the word of truth? Who does what? Correctly explain the word of truth. These are instructions. These are ways of waging a good warfare. These are the things to do and not to do when we are talking of waging a good warfare. Verse 16, you will see a repetition now. It says, avoid worthless, foolish talk that only lead to more godless behavior. Hear what he says again. This kind of talk spread like cancer. See, it's of no use. He says we should avoid it, flee from it, run away, don't get involved. If you go back to the beginning of this scripture that we are reading, it says when a soldier that is enlisted in the battlefield does not engage in the affairs of this world. So when I'm talking of waging a good warfare, my attention is about the mission and not engage in anything else. And I pray for the strength to be able to wage a good warfare in the name of Jesus. So, people of God, let's quickly go to chapter 4. I want to put this, uh, bring this to a close. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and we start reading from the beginning. This is where we are going and this is where we're going to round up. So, talking about waging a good warfare, how do I go about it? Let's see what the scripture says. From the beginning, I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when it comes to set up his kingdom. Now, when you hear set up his kingdom, like I said to you, these are the goals. These are the ultimate prize. It's about living this sinful world to reign in God's kingdom. That is the ultimate goal. So, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct this is fighting, waging a good warfare. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Why? You will see it now. Verse 3. It says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. So one of the calling that we receive and embrace and should run with is to present sound and wholesome teaching, sound doctrine. We want to show God on the face of the earth. The way to do it is to 
revealed the sound doctrine of God the Father through Christ Jesus on the face of the earth. People are not going to see God, but they are going to see you. They are going to see me. And that's why it is mandatory for us not to give any wishy-washy, watered-down message, but to be sound and wholesome teaching. Look at it. Let's continue. They will follow their own desire and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. We have that today. Motivational speakers have taken over uh, the pulpit. Motivational speakers have taken over the church. It's all about what you can achieve by yourself, with yourself, for yourself. It's no longer about the kingdom. It's no longer the sacrifice. It's no longer endurance anymore. It's about once you see it, you will get it. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's a wrong and false doctrine on its own. But that is what we call the new age Christian these days. But I pray that God will give you that grace of discerning in the name of Jesus. He says they will reject the truth and chase after myth. Did you hear that? Rejection of the truth is paramount today. Chasing after myth is the ultimate but you don't forget it's about waging that good warfare in the book of um jude we have a mandate to defend the faith now part of defending the faith is what i'm showing you that is also one way of waging a good warfare let's see what paul is saying here and we will be done in the next 10 seconds let's see what paul is saying we have about 10 more seconds to go. It says, but you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Did you hear that? Don't be afraid for, of suffering for the, Lord's, for the Lord. Walk at telling others the good news. You see, not any other news. Not 10 way to succeed in life and be rich. It is about the good news. That's the mandate. That's the ultimate calling. Not uh, uh, everybody come, oh, say money, 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 answer me, answer me. That is not the doctrine, the sound doctrine, the wholesome doctrine of Christ Jesus. Jesus was on the face of the earth. In all the teaching of Christ Jesus, there was no teaching when he began to say money, Come, answer me. There was none. In fact, if you want to see some of the teaching of Christ Jesus, you can start from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and you will see the teaching of Christ Jesus. Let's go further. Don't be afraid of suffering from, for the Lord. Walk at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Now, this is it. Verse 6, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. He's now giving his uh, last address, and he's saying his life has been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. Now, verse 7, see what he says here. I have fought the good fight. In other words, I've waged the good warfare. I have succeeded. While my time is coming to an end, I have 
done it the right way, the legitimate way. I have done all what I am passing on to you. And to the glory of God, I fought the good fight. I pray for the strength to fight the good fight in the name of Jesus. I pray for the grace to fight the good fight in the name of Jesus. The ability of God will come anew to be able to wage that good warfare in the name of Jesus. Never to fail, never to fall in the name of Jesus. See what he says. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Now, when he's is is speaking here about the race remember the comparison in the book of second timothy chapter 2 that the athlete that is aiming for the prize have to go with the rules and regulation now paul is also using that here that i fought the good fight now when you hear fought the good fight soldiers are the one that this is attributed to. So as a soldier, I fought the good fight. In other words, I've waged the good warfare. I did it the right way. I did it the authentic way. The way the commanding officer that has enlisted me wanted done, I followed the orders to the T. I've finished the race. So as a soldier, I've done it well. As an athlete, I've done it well. You see how the comparison is now being linked together? I've fought the good fight. I've waged the good warfare. That's the meaning. I have finished the race. He didn't say I finished the fight. I have finished the race. But he says, I fought the good fight. So the comparison of the athlete and the soldier is also what we see here. I pray that our end will be like this in the name of Jesus. But there are effort, there are ability, there are a, a, a strength that needs to go into it. I have remained faithful. I have what? Remain faithful. I have remained faithful. That is the ultimate of waging a good warfare. Remain faithful. The Bible speaks about heroes uh, uh, of faith. It says they saw the promises from a distance, from afar, and yet they kept the faith. They remained faithful. Their hand did not touch the promises. They only saw it from a distance. But today, that's not the message that we are hearing. And this is why I've come with the instruction of the Most High through His Word to ginger us, to stir us up, our spirit, our bones, our marrow, that it is time we rise and follow the command, the instruction of waging a good warfare. And now the price awaits me. You know, I spoke about the ultimate price. This is it. It says, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge. Here, how God is being described here. The righteous judge, not just any judge, the righteous judge. If you are 
have listening to me many times, you will see I have a name that I call God. Is a just judge. Is the same thing here as the righteous judge. He says, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. How did he know that? We all know today, if you are in the Olympics, and whether it is 200 meters, whether it is 10,000 meters, whether it is 100 meters, or whatever the meters, we all know that the price is about the gold, the silver, and the bronze. Anything else? Mba. Yes, oh, I've been to Olympic. I participate. Praise God. But when you come and show us the price, we know that it's only about three people, the first, the second, and the third. The same way with Commonwealth Games, the same way with uh, World Games, the same way when you look at the footballers, the one will carry the gold cup, there will be second and there will be third. That's all it's all about. So Paul is saying that the price awaits me once you finish the race the way it is meant to be done, you know that it's only a matter of time as an athlete that the prize is awaiting you. So, how did Paul know? Because once you follow the rules and the code of conduct and the rules of engagement, the next thing is the prize awaits me. But if I don't, I can't boast of the price. If I cross anybody's lane in the Olympics or in the Commonwealth Games or in the World Games and I cross somebody else's lane and cause somebody to fall, there is no price that is awaiting me. That is disqualification. But Paul is saying, because I've done it the way the Father wanted done, the way Christ has revealed the heart of the Father to us, there is a prize that awaits me. And what is the prize? The crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. Now, it's the same thing with the Olympics. Once you finish the race, you don't just, they don't just throw the prize to you. They will have to do a ceremony. One dignitary will come and present the flower, the prize, and whatever comes with it. Praise the Lord. This is the same thing that the Word of God is showing us. The prize, the prize, the prize, the prize. And I love this language here, yeah, the price await me. When we go back into the life of David, David asked one question in when the battle of Goliath was fierce. And the Bible says Goliath was at the gate of Israel for 40 days and 40 nights. David kept asking one question here and there. What is the price for anybody that brings the head of this guy? And as of that time, David was a boy. He wasn't a man of war. He was not even enlisted in the army. It was his senior brothers that were enlisted in the army. But we see David kept asking one questions from different soldiers until the news get to the king. What is the price of bringing the head of this man before engaging 
in the battle? What is the price? So for you as a child of God, if you don't know that there is a price now, you know there is a price. The crown of righteousness or for waging a good warfare, there is a crown of righteousness for waging a good warfare. That is the ultimate prize for every child of God. And I pray that this price we will not miss in the name of Jesus. I pray that this price we will not miss. The price is already set aside for us. The same way we have been set aside on the face of the earth, the price has been set aside for us. It's been set aside. It's there waiting waiting. The same way Jesus said, look, I'm going to prepare a place. So he has gone to prepare a place. Set that place aside. And this is the ultimate. This is what we need to look forward to day by day. This is what Abraham, David and the rest, they kept looking forward to and they choose not to give up. This is why they endure whatever comes their way. And kept looking at the price. So we see David asking about the price in the book of 1 Samuel. And he did not look at the size of Goliath. Yes, Goliath's size is massive, enormous. But the price is higher than the size. The same way I want us to know that regardless of whatever it is, of the size or the magnitude of the situation of the world today, the price that is awaiting us is higher. And that should be our center of attraction. The price. The price. The crown of righteousness as is waiting, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the price is not just for me. Brim, 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 brim. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Hear what Paul is saying. He says, the price is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Now, when you hear the word eagerly look forward, it's not that you just sit down and be eager looking forward. You've got to wage that good warfare. You've got to do it by the book, this book of the law. You've got to do it. I've got to do it by the book. I've got to go by the rules of engagement. I've got to live by the code of conduct. And thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit. To God be the glory for the power of the Holy Spirit. People of God, I think I've been able to convince you enough of the reasons of waging a good warfare. Before we go, let's quickly read one more scripture. Let's go to the book of uh, Jude. And this is it for the day. This letter is from Jude a slave of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. I'm writing to all who have been called. Now hear this. All who have been called, the ones that has been called from that rebellious life into the life of Christ. That's the meaning. Who has been called by God the Father, who loves you and keep you safe in the care of Christ Jesus. May God give you more mercy and peace and love 
Dear friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. You want to wage a good warfare, we have that command, we have that urge, we have that charge to defend the faith. When you read verse 4, quickly, and we will be done in the next 10 seconds. He says, I'm saying this. He's telling us the reason for telling or asking us to defend the faith. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. Did you hear that? These are some of the teachings now that is escalating in all what is called the New Age Church. You can live anyhow. Grace covers it all. But that's not the work of grace. Like I said earlier, we have a calling to wage a good warfare. Our standard is different from any other standard. The standard is the standard of God and nothing else. Wage a good warfare. And we have seen how Paul urged Timothy, how Jude is urging us, how Paul wrote the letter to address the issue with Timothy. I pray for the grace of God to stand. I pray for the strength of God to stand. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to stand, to be able to wage a good warfare, to keep looking at the prize, to keep looking at the prize, to endure whatever comes our way, because the prize is higher than any price a man can think of on the face of the earth. He's talking about the crown of righteousness, not just anywhere. Celebrating and reigning with the Father, together with the Son, that is amazing. No more pain, no more death. The power of death is destroyed. The sting of death is, is broken, is removed. Au revoir, hasta la vista, comme tapetu. If you are, uh, uh, if you are a man or a woman, you've ever been in a position of losing a loved one, you will see what is called the sting of death. Is so painful. It cannot be explained. But while the Bible is talking about the sting of death, it's talking about uh, the power. All this is au revoir hasta la vista comonta petu. And this is about looking at the price. Looking at the price. Not looking at the size. But today the New Ages Church is presenting the size of everything to us and not looking at the price anymore. I pray for a shift in focus to be able to look at the price in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High. People of God, I want to leave you in the hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have a mandate, we have a charge, we have a hodge to defend the faith, to wage a good warfare, a good one. And as an athlete, as a soldier, 
there are rules of engagement. If you are an athlete, there are rules of engagement. If you are a soldier, there are rules of engagement. But it's amazing that this two is combined together. is how we have been described right here on the face of the earth. And I pray that everyone under the sound of my, ear, uh, my voice will not fail in the name of Jesus. Grace to stand, not to fail in the name of Jesus. A supply we receive in the name of Jesus to run, to wage that warfare in the very way that God wants it done in the name of Jesus. People of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us forever and ever. As you go this week, the grace of God will go ahead of you. The presence of God will go ahead of you in the name of Jesus. The might of God will go ahead of you in the name of Jesus. Wherever your name will be mentioned, I stand in agreement that grace and favor will speak on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Where the grace of God will not speak, your feet will not take you there. Where favor will be shut down and be silent, your feet will not take you there in the name of Jesus. This week, this new month will be a glorious one for you. Every day of the rest of this year will be glorious, will be wonderful, will be a new dawn, a new beginning, a glorious one. And above all, as the day panted for the water, so our soul we keep longing day by day and above all, grace and power to fight, to wage that good warfare we receive and stand in it in the name of Jesus. If Paul can do it, we can do it too. If Paul can testify about the crown of righteousness, may we stand to testify about the crown of righteousness, about the price, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, glory, honor, and adoration. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. People of God, I want to leave you in the hands of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Remember, you can connect with us on all our social media. The Lord bless you. If you want audio, we have it to the glory of God the Father. If you want video, we have it to the glory of God the Father. Twitter, to the glory of God. Name it. It's all there. So, till I come your way next time, the grace that passeth all understanding speak over you and your home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.